0: We are in part three of Cupid or Stupid. If this is your first time here, thank you for coming. Cupid or Stupid, we are doing a faith-based series on dating, sex, and relationships. Have you all enjoyed it so far? Okay, half-heartedly enjoyed it. I appreciate that. (laughs) Now, um... Uh, It it has been fun talking about this stuff. I feel like it's something that's pertinent to our to our campus. Um, While you're sitting down while you're getting situated, everyone should have been given one of these as you're sitting down. If you if you would write your name and your email on there, even if you have already done this a 1000 times, it's good to know what's going on in your life. So we're going to pass the offering bucket around at the end. um, And feel free to check some of these boxes. We definitely need help. Um, so look on the back where it says, um, uh, commitment times, uh, it says Tuesday before the plug. This is not like, Hey, um, I am committing every Tuesday before the plug. If you can just help at any time on Tuesdays before the plug, uh, we get here at six to set all this stuff up. If you can help with that, just check, check some of these things. If you, if you wouldn't mind. Also, um, next week we will be, uh, kind of finishing up our cupid or stupid series. Uh, with, a, with a question and answer panel, it will be me and my wife. It will be uh, uh, Pastor Scott from Believer's Church and his wife. So we have like the older, been married, like 20 years, couple coming in. They want to answer your questions. And then uh, Dan and Jessica are uh, the associate pastors at Believer's Church as well. So we're going to have Q&A panel of a bunch of married people. Uh, we need to know what your questions are. If you have questions that we have not talked about, that we haven't covered about in, these, in this series, jot them on here and drop this in the offering bucket as it goes around at the end, okay? All right, so um, we have covered uh, uh, how to be the one. Is everyone in here like confident that you are being the one now? Yeah? yeah? yeah. All right. All right, ladies, it was a bunch of guys. Keep, keep an eye out on where those voices came from. All right. Can you all hear me? Yes? Good? Okay, cool. Um, then we also talked about last, last uh, week how to find the one, right? Anybody found the one this week? Anyone dump not the one? Yeah, yeah, yes. I saw saw a hand go up. I won't call you out. Good. And that was my goal is that someone would break up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I'm only halfway joking about that. Some of y'all need to break up with people. Some of y'all still do. All right. (laughs) So uh, uh, so, something that that, uh, was brought to my attention is in, in finding the one I never talked about, you need to find someone of the opposite gender. Find someone of the opposite gender, which leads us into tonight. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and we are talking about how to keep the one, okay? How to keep the one, okay? Um, you know, we said we need to be the one first because if you find the one and you're not being the one, they are going to dump you, right? And then you can find the one and you can be being the one, but you don't know how to keep the one and they'll dump you, okay? So we are hopefully moving through this thing. We are becoming the one, uh, becoming the man of God or the woman of God that he has called you to be. Okay, Uh, then finding the one. Now keeping the one. Okay. Now the first thing that we need to know about keeping the one is that men and women different. Okay, men and women are very different. They're never more more evident than if like men, if you're with me here, you're like playing Xbox or like doing something and it's intense, and all of a sudden, woman. in my case, it would be my wife would come up, and all that I hear and register in my head is, You got all that? I'm like, Huh? Guys, you relate to this at all? Ever? <laughs> okay. Girl walks in, just says like a million things when you're in the middle of something, and you're not trying to be rude, you're not trying to be, you just didn't hear anything he just said. Nothing. Didn't process it at all. Right? Um, yes, guys. We on that? Uh, a couple of guys like, yeah, the rest of you always hear the girl's voice. Always got. Not me. I'm the worst about it. If I am if I am in the middle of doing something and like Jess asked me like, don't forget to call your grandma. It's like, okay. And like five days later, do you call call your grandma? Like, what are you talking about? Why would I call my grandma? You know? Um, anyway, so guys, this is part of our brains. Um, ladies, do you feel me on this? You ever like talk at some guy? Like, and they're like, uh-huh. Like brain dead? Yes? Okay. All right, guys. Guys in the room. It is not your fault. All right? Can I get it? And all the men said, amen. It is not your fault. (laughs) Yes. Did you know that the reason why it is actually scientifically proven that men it happens twice in our lives, between zero and two years old, and from 16 to 24 years old, we have a testosterone wash, like washes over our brain and literally causes brain damage, <laughs> literally causes brain damage, okay? It's, it's over the corpus callosum, who's in anatomy and says that better than me? Is that how you say it? Calo- callosum? Yes, washes over that. That is what connects the two hemispheres of your brain, okay? It's like the information highway in between the two sections, okay? And as this testosterone wash happens twice in our lives, it literally kills brain cells in that, okay? Right side of the brain cannot connect with left side of the brain as much, okay? Also, it slows down the nerves actually growing and generating, okay? We literally are brain dead, guys. We have brain damage that happens from the time we're, like, born, All right. Right side of your brain is for thinking and processing and solving problems. Left side is for communication. So we are playing Skyrim and you're there trying to defeat some dragon and solve the problem with your right side brain. Left side brain does not hear someone communicating to you at all. It's in one ear and out the other. Literally. Okay, following me. Women have the opposite thing happen. An estrogen wash. It does the opposite effect. It ramps up those cells, those nerves in your brain, so they are firing like crazy, okay? They could be solving problems and talking about this and thinking about this and, uh, you following me? All the sisters in the house said, amen. "Amen." Good. What does all this mean, okay? What does all this mean? It means, guys, our brains have, you know, with like the, 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 the guy that is like, Born blind and has like an incredible hearing ear. Okay, our brains don't work really well processing information across. So they process information on one side really good. We're like the problem solvers, right? Like data in, process it, data out. Very good. Very good processor. Very little RAM. (laughs) Very little RAM. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Men's brains are like a PC. Okay? You have one program open. It will work good. You open up multiple programs. Error messages start flying all over the screen. Okay? Women, you are like Macs. You can have all the programs open at the same time, and they are all communicating with each other, working in perfect harmony. Okay? All right. Who are my Mac people in here that are like, dang right, that is how a Mac works. Where are my PC people? Go Go buy Macs. Go buy a Mac. (laughs) <laughs> so ladies when you are talking to a guy one program at a time okay little bit of advice there okay remember right side solves problem left side communication okay now if this wasn't bad enough Also, you got this little thing called the hippocampus. Is that how you say it? Say it again. Okay, good. Hippocampus, part of your brain. Okay? Also, during the testosterone wash, this causes that part of our male brains to not grow and function as it normally should with a woman's brain. Do you know what this section of your brain controls? Emotions. Yes, women, you have a larger part of your brain for emotions, and guys, we do not. And if that wasn't bad enough, then once those emotions actually do happen, then we still have to fire them back to this processing side of our brain to process what those emotions are and then try to shoot them back over to this communicating field. It is bad news when we try to do all that at once. Okay? You guys following me? Okay. Now, men's brains. All right? I want to think about the man brain for a second. To help explain it to you ladies, okay? It is like we have lots of miniature boxes in our brain, okay? And when we want to talk about a subject, we go and we find that subject's box, like cars. And we will pull that box out. And we'll be careful it doesn't touch any other boxes. And we will neatly unwrap it. And we will talk about only what is inside that box. And then when we are done, we will fold it neatly back up. And we will put it back in our brains, making sure it does not touch anything else, okay? All the men in the house said, amen. amen. Yes, this is how we work. You know, if, we, if you want to talk about what we're getting for dinner, don't also ask, and what movie are we seeing that doesn't work? Hold on. Let's figure out the dinner first. Okay? <laughs> Women's brains. Whew. All right. Try to be gentle. Um." <laughs> A woman's brain does not operate like this at all, at all. A woman's brain is like a thousand wires going every which way and everything is connected to everything else. Everything is connected to everything else. That's why ladies will be in like chemistry lab and they'll look at that cute guy over in the corner and he looks kind of like that guy that you knew in high school that drove that car that your ex-boyfriend drove. And because he drove that car and is your ex-boyfriend, he said some mean things to you. So all of a sudden you got to change your major. Right? That's how the woman's brain works. Guy's like, what? Doesn't make any sense. And this whole operating system of wires in the woman's brain operates on this force called emotion that is powering the whole thing. Okay? Emotions power the entire system. Okay? Back to the man brain for a second. There's a box in the man's brain that the women know nothing about. I like to call it the nothing box. And given the choice, the man will always revert to the nothing box. Any chance we get. That is why we can sit in a boat and do this for five hours. It's awesome. Or we could get 10 guys to go watch a football game and we'll all sit there making hardly any noise except for, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know? And that's bonding, the nothing box, okay? That's why we can, we can just watch TV for hours, and it doesn't make any sense. And so women always come up, girlfriends, come on, what you thinking? And what does the guy answer? <laughs> nothing. You can't literally be thinking about nothing. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was thinking about nothing. You know. <laughs> Men and women are different. We are different, okay? Why is this important? Because women, you need to understand that he does not communicate like you communicate. Guys, you need to understand that girls do not communicate like you communicate. When guys get stressed out, ladies who want to go to our nothing box, Want to have just like chill out, do nothing time, okay? But girls think like, "Well, if I'm stressed out, I, I like to talk. I like to talk about it." So what ends up happening in relationships? <laughs> his guy gets stressed out, and girl thinks of the best solution possible. I know what I need to do. Let's talk about it. What is going on? Tell me what your feelings. What are you feeling? Kind of, it's like, I don't even know where my feelings are in my brain. Rich said something about brain damage. I don't have any feelings. I'm trying to get in. Oh, you got to be feeling something. Let's just talk about it. It'll make you feel way better. You know? And girls right here are feeling me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And guys, on the other side of things, girl gets stressed out. She's telling you all this stuff, all these problems that are going on in her life. Ah! We offer up the best solution that we can think about in our minds with the best solution. And she's not thinking about it. <laughs> right? Uh, Brad Lacey, the California statewide director and I, we have a funny joke with our wives and it's funny cause we know it doesn't work. But whenever, whenever they're stressing out about something and going crazy, it's like, why don't you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> Never works like that. <laughs> but men and women are different. We communicate different. Uh, we have five keys to keeping the one. And number one, most important one, is that your ability to communicate with the opposite gender will determine if you keep the one. You can't talk to him, ladies, like he's a chick. And guys, we can't talk to her like she's one of the dudes. You have to figure out how to cross those boundaries, how to actually communicate. You know, I get to go on mission trips all the time, which is awesome. You have to find out how to communicate with people that don't speak the same language as you kind of the same thing with girls and guys. We have to learn to speak each other's language. Guys, get a little more emotional. You have to actually process some of those feelings. Ladies, don't expect him like by the end of the first date, be like, so how'd you feel about the first date? He doesn't know. It's going to take like seven hours to like process all that. Okay. You can ask him on the second date. How'd you feel about our first date? Oh, it would be easier. Right guys? Yes. You hear it? It's like, yes. Thank you for saying that Richard. Your ability to communicate will determine if you can keep the one. How many people know people that get divorced and it's always, well, communication was bad. We didn't communicate well, right? That's always what it is. Communication is the key to good, positive relationships. Guys, you need to have more good, positive relationships where you actually talk about stuff. You know, more than just fishing or football or Skyrim. Talk about real things. Talk about your relationship with God to each other. Okay? All right, so that is key number one, learn how to communicate better to the opposite gender, okay? Number two, and this, we don't have to put it up quite yet. Um, When I met Jess, I was 180 pounds of like solid skinny muscle, all right? (laughs) <laughs> this is actually a funny, funny story is that, you know, a year later, she saw a picture of me from like a month before we dated and didn't have a shirt on. And she laughed because she thought I had photoshopped abs on myself, but I had not. What she had done is step number two, study him or her. She knew that I liked cupcakes and cookies and brownies and cakes and all this stuff. She made me all this and I gained 30 pounds the first, first year that we knew each other. But, guys, who's going to dump a girl like he's bringing you, like, cookies and cakes? And, you know? Also, whenever she would do something stupid, girls, you do something stupid a lot when the emotions are powering your brain. It's like, who is she? Who is that girl running right the Facebook I like, no idea. I really don't know who that is. I think I met her at the plug. Maybe. Maybe I met her at the plug. She just said... Nice meeting you at the plug. I'm not cheating on you, I promise. But girls will go crazy. Anyways, so whenever Jess would go crazy, she also would come, she would she would find out when I was not at my apartment, come knock on my do- on, on the apartment door. My roommates of course would open the door because they knew what was about to happen. She would come in, she would clean the entire apartment. She would clean everything and then she would do my laundry. And then she would make me cookies and cakes and cupcakes and stuff to say that she's sorry. Yes. So who's going to dump that girl? No one. Right? <laughs> She knew me. She studied me. She had me roped in from the very beginning. All right? On the same, on the other side of things, the first time that she ever cooked for me, she was cooking for me and my roommate. She was cooking us waffles for breakfast. All right? And so she said, hey, can you go get me something out of the refrigerator or something? And I opened up, I guess it must have been something in the freezer. Anyways, I opened up the freezer, and I see 15 Totino's pizzas. And that's it in the freezer. And then I open up refrigerator and it's just like three cases of Mr. Pibb. And I instantly know this girl cannot cook. There's no way that this girl cooks. She's got the dollar pizzas, 15 of them in here, and then just Mr. Pibb in her refrigerator. And so I started watching a lot of Emerald Lagasse and Bobby Flay learning how to cook. <laughs> right? Because what girl is going to dump the guy that can cook if she's going to go back to Dotino's pizzas if she dumps me? Right? Key number two, (laughs) key number two to keeping the one, study him or her, figure out what they are good at, what they're not good at. Try to make up for what they're not good at. Okay. Study him or her. Cool. All right. Number three, number three is more important than number two. Remember number one, your ability to communicate is the most important. Number three is second most important. Okay. Guys and girls. You need to learn how to deny yourself and live for the other person. You know, we're not talking about dating just a date, right? We talked about that in the very first one. The only reason that we're dating is find someone that we want to marry. Once you find the one and you're trying to keep the one and move towards marriage, you need to learn how to deny yourself and live for that person. See, we get this, this image of what love is in our mind. This thing like soulmates, right? And guys, in our minds, a soulmate is like a super sexy French maid that's going to clean our house and cook and be sexy, right? That's like, ah, my soulmate, right? Let me tell you, the soulmate idea, I don't, I'm going to be unromantic. Soulmates don't exist. The, the idea of a soulmate ends with the first poopy diaper, okay? One poopy diaper, End of "You're My Soulmate." Ah, oh, it's like who's cleaning up that mess, you know? <laughs> yeah. Guys, one day you'll be trying to go to sleep next to your wife. All right, and she will just have all these thoughts and emotions going crazy in her brain, so she cannot go to sleep at all. And so, what does she do? She starts making lots of noises like. <sighs> Are you asleep yet? Trying to keep you awake. The idea of a soulmate goes away at that point. <laughs> and all of a sudden you realize that you have a choice. I can get pissed or I can deny myself and live for that other person. Honey, something seems to be bar- bothering you. You want to talk about it? I do want to talk about it. Going crazy talking about Tip to you guys. Well, let's start here. If a dude comes up to me telling me all of his life problems, there is only one reason why. That's because he wants me to solve them. <laughs> he wants me to offer some sort of solution to the problems. Girls do not want a solution to the problem at all. They do not want to hear, they will kill you if you try to be, well, all you need to do is this and this and this and this and this. So I'm like, no, so mean. Ah. Right? I'm going to give you guys a secret. It's a secret. You, whatever girl's been in your mind for the past three weeks, you ask her out and then you do this when she wants to talk. You just say, you wait and she talks and talks and talks and then you say, I'm really sorry. And then you give her a hug. It's perfect. It works every time. It seems like a, it seems like a cruel trick, but it works. <laughs> they don't want you to offer a solution. They want you just to listen to them and say, oh, that's horrible. That is just, listen to girls talk. Just listen to girls talk amongst each other. That is what they, they don't ever offer a solution, never. Never solutions cross the table. Oh my gosh, I remember when someone did that to me too. You know? Girls, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. (laughs) So. Key number three to keeping the one, you need to learn to deny yourself. And you need to practice that right now. Don't wait until you find the one. Don't wait until you're trying to keep the one. Practice it right now with your roommates. (laughs) Learn how to deny yourself and live for them. Okay? Believe me, being married, because I'm, uh uh-uh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, living with roommates is easier. You get pissed at each other, you go to your own rooms. You get married, you go to the same room in the same bed, and then she's going. Are you sleeping yet? Why can't we just talk about it now? Oh, right? Practice with your roommates. <laughs> Guys, we've talked about this two weeks in a row, so don't think I'm not gonna hit it the third week. Denying yourself and living for them. We gotta go the sex route again. Deny yourself in this area. Don't be selfish. Don't force this on the girls. Girls, don't force this on the guys. Deny yourself. Live for the other person. Live for their best interests. You know, we have to especially guard against this. It gets 8,000 times harder to be sexually pure when you find someone that you really love and you really care about and you really think is the one. Gets 8,000 times harder. Okay? 8,000 times harder. So, there's no way that I can just sit up here and, like, convince you not to go the bad route there, you know. But I do want to give you three reasons why, okay? So, the first one we covered two weeks ago, that's because God is a good father, and sometimes he knows best for his children, even if the children don't understand it. And it seems cruel and mean. We talked about Jalen getting shots, Remember? You know, my little son, he's getting shots. He probably thinks I'm the meanest guy in the world, but letting him get these shots, you know? But daddy knows what's best. And sometimes God the Father knows what's best for us better than we do. It may seem cruel. It may seem mean. So that's reason number one, to abstain from sexual, to, to keep yourself sexually pure, okay? It's because God the Father knows best, and he tells us. Just because he, he tells us. That's, that should be reason enough. But reason number two, especially for you guys, Learn how to train yourself to resist sexual temptation right now. For real. you've found the one, you want to keep the one, learn how to resist sexual temptation right now. Because when you're off on some business trip after you're married and some little hussy is hitting on you, and you have never restrained yourself or learned how to resist temptation, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to do it then. You know? Girls, same thing. Learn how to resist sexual temptation. Learn how to control those emotions. Don't let emotion control your brain in those moments. Okay? Cool? Train yourself to resist temptations. Last one. Guys, you need to keep your sisters pure. For real. It's your responsibility. For real. We just talked about women's brains and how everything is connected to everything else. So you're dating... We already talked about it last week. You're dating a Christian, right? Someone who believes the same beliefs as you. So... You fool around, girl associates that action with how she feels afterwards, which is conviction and guilt. You get married, those connections are still there. She's still going to associate those same feelings, those same actions with, I felt really guilty and convicted. And it's going to lead to a crappy marriage. For real. Okay? Those are three pretty good reasons, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. We will move on from there, right? (laughs) for real for real guys it's so important i can't i can't stress it to you enough okay all right so we've got number one key is your ability to communicate is going to determine your success or your failure in keeping the one okay number two study him or her number three deny yourself and live for them number four and this helps with the sexual frustration thing Okay? Go out with other Christian couples. Okay? If you you are a couple and you go out with a couple of other couples and you go over to someone's house to watch a movie, that will go over much better than if you go try to watch a movie in your bedroom alone. Okay? You also can see how other Christian couples interact with each other. Okay? So go out with other Christian couples. It will help. Okay? So that's number four. Number five, the five, the fifth key. And I want to kind of, we don't have to put it up yet. Um, I want to tell, tell uh, maybe, maybe a hypothetical story here. Let's suppose guys and girls, I want you to imagine that person you've been thinking about for three weeks as we've gone through the series. Everyone has that person in your mind. I know you do. It's like, no, I'm not even giggling at that. I don't got that person. I ain't even thinking about it. Mm-mm, not me. Single. Rest of my life. Girl power. Right? All right. I want you to imagine the guy of your dreams. If you're the girl power, I don't, I don't know the guy yet. I'm waiting on him. Good, good. If you don't know the guy yet, good. Wait on him. Imagine him in your brain. He comes up, you know, guys, you are going up. You're, you're asking the girl out. She says, yes, sweet. That's like 90% of the battle. It's like having the courage to go ask her out. Okay. So you're planning the date. So you go, you know, you're going to wash your car, vacuum it out. Guys do that. Don't have the girl sitting in like McDonald's trash at her feet. That's awful. That's terrible, okay? Wash your car. Clean it out. Make it nice. Show her that you care. Take a shower. Take a shower. Smell nice. Even if you spray on some nasty cologne, no Stetson. Who smelled Stetson before? (laughs) A couple of y'all, none of that. That That would be major negative points. But at least show her that you are trying and that you care about presenting yourself nicely. Okay. And you're going to show up at her, at her apartment. Go pick her up. Don't tell me, meet me at Applebee's. No, go pick her up, knock on her door. She comes out to your car. All right. You can open the door for her. guys. It's major points. If you open her door. If she's like, I don't like it when men open my door. She really does. Okay. Being a gentleman. Okay. Open the door and you let her in. And then you're going to go to a restaurant. Do not take her somewhere crappy. Take her somewhere nice, especially if it's your first date. Where are we going? Sizzler. We're not going to the Sizzler. Who said Sizzler? <laughs> we will not go to the Sizzler. No, you're going to like Coconuts. Who's been there? The Thai food restaurant? The girls, yes. You hear that, guys? The girls, are like, yes! Yes! Take me to Coconuts! If they don't like Thai food? Take them to Longhorns. If you're rolling in the dough, go to Chops. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Do not take them to chow time. Okay? No, on the chow time. Okay? Take them somewhere nice. Which one of those are we picking, girls? Chops? The ladies are picking chops but have deep pockets. All right? No way. No way. I'm speaking for the guys. We are not going to chops. We are going to coconuts. All right? Which is a little expensive. But it's nice. But you won't spend 30 bucks for a steak. Okay, so we're going to Coconuts. You got me? Okay, we go to Coconuts. We have an awesome dinner. And then we're going to go to the movies after that. Okay, and what are we going to see? What's coming out this weekend? Man on a ledge? Do not take her to see Man on a Ledge. Okay? She may be into the action, action flicks, but not, not for your first date. If you're going to be really sappy romantic, take her to Beauty and the Beast in 3D. You got me? you don't have to go that route but that's what we're saying we're going to go uber sensitive guy and you tell her I'm the beast thank you for going out with me you are Belle I don't even deserve to be in the same same room as you right now okay so you are going to to coconuts and then you're going to watch Beauty and the Beast and when it gets done guys this this is where you can order the major points now you go to Chop's you get the $5 dessert, so you don't spend 50 bucks on a steak, 5 bucks for a dessert, okay? She's not going to order a dessert on her own on the first date. She, she doesn't want you to think it, she's fat, right? So you order one dessert. It's 5 bucks. You eat two-thirds of it, okay? You don't want her getting anywhere near half. She'll feel bad. Emotions will go crazy. Oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have eaten half that cheesecake. Oh, my gosh, to think I eat so much. You'll never go out with me again, okay? And she'll be asking you questions, oh, did you think I ate too much? How do you think I look in this? Which really means, like, do I look fat? Okay? It's girl code. So, coconuts, Beauty and the Beast, back to chops. Then you get the dessert. You get to eat a lot of it. It's only five bucks, okay? Good? So, then you get back in the car, you drive her home, you walk her to the door, kiss on the cheek. All right? Good night. Back to your car. She agrees to go out on a second date with you. Awesome, right? So let's suppose you clean out your car, you wash it again, you go, you pick her up, you take her to coconuts, you order the exact same thing, a chicken satay or something like that, you order your exact same thing, and then you take her to the movies, and you go to Beauty and the Beast, and then after that, you're going to go to Chops, and you're going to get the same $5 cheesecake, right? And then you'll get back in the car, and you'll go back, you'll open the door for her, you walk her up, kiss on the cheek, good night, and then you go back. She agrees to go on a third date with you. So what do you do? You go get in get in the car. You're gonna clean it out. You're gonna go pick her up, and you're gonna go to Coconuts, right? And then you're gonna go watch Beauty and the Beast again, right? And then you're gonna go to Chops and get that cheesecake, right? You're gonna get the cheesecake, and then you're gonna go home. You're gonna drive her home, walk her up, kiss. Her. No, girls, this doesn't work. No. Oh, is that? Oh, oh, okay. You hear me, guys? You better be creative. They don't want to do the. They don't want dinner and a movie every single week. Dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie. Every single Friday night. No. Be creative. Invest in your relationship. The girl's like, what? No, you better. You're telling all the boys wrong. Oh my gosh, you better. No. No one watched Beauty and the Beast three weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, for real, you need to invest in your relationship. You know it's going to take you a little time to figure out what this date is going to be like. Don't try to decide like on the drive over there. Actually plan it out. Invest in your relationship. Girls, invest in a relationship too. Help us out. Or guys, we don't have the feelings, emotion thing going crazy. You help us out. Where do you want to go to eat? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Always, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll conclude with this. We'll conclude with this. In Ephesians chapter 5. Paul's giving advice to married couples. He's saying, Husbands do this, wives do this, husbands do this, husbands do this, wives do this. It seems like half of the chapter is all, Husbands do this, wives do this, husbands do this, wives do this. And at the end of it, basically, here's the Richard inspired version. He goes, Haha, JK, winky face. Just kidding, I wasn't even talking about marriage, I was talking about Jesus in the church. <laughs> Everything that said husbands, I was talking about Jesus. And everything that says wives, I was talking about you. You know? We have done a whole series on dating and relationships. I'm really talking about you and Jesus. We talked about it the first week. You need to become like him. Find the one. Yes, I want you to find the person that you're going to marry. Even more importantly than that, I want you to find Jesus. We talked about it. It is not a feeling to love Jesus as a choice. It is a choice to love Jesus each and every day. And here we've been talking about keeping the one. And yes, these principles will work in a dating relationship. But even more important, these will work in your relationship with Jesus. Number one, your ability to communicate with him will make or break your relationship with him. Prayer and worship is the key. If you are not praying, if you are not worshiping him, you do not have a relationship with him. You cannot keep him. It's as if he's just that far off guy that just doesn't ever come and visit you. Your ability to communicate will determine if you can keep Jesus, the one. Number two, study him. Study Him. Open up your Bibles and read them. Get in an alpha group and learn about Him. If you want to keep Jesus as the one, keep Him as the one of your life, you need to study Him. Number three, deny yourself. Live for Him. Deny yourself and live for Him. It is not about you any longer. If you have said yes to Jesus, if you are contemplating saying yes to Jesus right now, know this that it is about denying yourself and living for Him. Number four, go out with other people that are in a relationship with Jesus. We call this fellowship. We call it fellowship. I said it, I think, in the first week that Jesus calls us sheep because we're dumb just like a sheep. And we need the flock. We need to be in the flock to be safe. The lone sheep gets eaten by wolves, right? We need to be in the flock. We need to be around other people that love Jesus, that are in a relationship with him. And lastly, you need to invest in your relationship with him. Do not be boring. Does your time with Jesus every day look like this? Wake up, walk over to your Bible, open it up, read one chapter, close it. Jesus, thank you for my breakfast. Bless me today. Amen. And then you go about the rest of your day, and then you go to sleep. And then the next morning you wake up, and you open up your Bible, and you read one chapter, and then you close it. Jesus, thank you for my food today. Thank you. Please bless me. Amen. And then you go to sleep. And then the next day you wake up, and you open your Bible, and read one chapter. It's Just like going to coconuts, watching Beauty and the Beast, and then going to Chops every single day. It gets boring and it gets stale. Figure out different ways to meet with Jesus. Don't be boring in your relationship. You will get bored doing that every day. And you will stop reading your Bibles. You will stop praying because it's just too boring. You will stop going on dates with that guy that keeps taking you to coconuts, Beauty and the Beast, and Chops. Right? Figure out a different place to go read your Bible. Go to Sweetheart Circle, you know? Bring an iPod, dance around or something. Figure out something different every once in a while. If you're feeling stale and bored with your routine, try something different, okay? Now, normally I've got 8,000 Bible verses I'm throwing up on the screen all night. I intentionally kind of kept those away. I want us to look now at Acts chapter 2. This is after the, the disciples had just had this awesome day of Pentecost. And a ton of, like 3,000 people came to know Jesus. And then it concludes and it says this. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. I want you to look at these words doctrine is one of those funny words that sounds intimidating but it's basically saying study Jesus. They studied. They fellowship. They got together. Breaking of bread, they ate together, they prayed, communication. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together. That's fellowship. They had all things in common. They sold all their possessions and good. They're not living for themselves anymore. They're living for others. They divide them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily in one accord in the temple, the breaking of bread. Again, fellowship. From house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God, that's worship. Having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Guys, this is how we continue in our relationship with him. We need to be a people that are willing to pray and to worship, to fellowship with each other, to learn about him, to to actually get some discipleship, and to be a witness, to go tell the world about him. And like I said, all these principles will absolutely work in a dating relationship. God created marriage and relationships to reflect His glory. So, what works for Him will work in your dating relationships. But know this the most important relationship decision you ever make is will you love Jesus? Will you choose Him? Will you choose Him as the one? If y'all would just bow your heads with me and close us out in prayer. If there's anyone that tonight you've decided, tonight is my night to say yes to Jesus. He is the one for me. You just slip your hand up. Anybody at all. All right, I'm going to close this in prayer in just a second. Sounds like we have a room full of people that already know Jesus. I need you guys to go and reach this campus. Jesus, I pray for this room that we would be bold in our faith. We would not hold back knowledge of who you are from a lost, dying campus. God, you are the one for all of us in this room. We pray that all of us would be doing the things necessary to keep you the priority in our lives, that we will keep you as the one in our lives. God, we pray that you would teach us how to communicate to you better. And that you would teach us how to study you, that you would help push push everyone in this room into alpha groups so we can talk about you and learn about you. We pray for the courage and the strength necessary to deny ourselves and live for you. God, I pray for everyone in this room to have good, strong, godly Christian friends that they can lean on in times of hardship, in times of trouble. And God, above all, we just pray that we would Value you. Value our relationship with you enough to invest in you. Invest in our relationship with you. We love you. We thank you so much. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. All right, y'all may stand with us. And-